Hi, it's me, Damien, with the latest instalment of Salon News. I'm just going to shuffle shuffle some papers as I say that, like, I'm on the news in the 1980s, because now the news on iPad. Oh, God, how soothing is Rita Chakrabarti on the news. Sometimes I really feel like just watching her as therapy. Anyway, it's me, Damien, with the latest instalment of Salon News. God, I can't even say latest. That's how pandemicized I am. Welcome. It's really nice to be chatting to you. I know I realise I haven't actually told you what we're up to this year. Um, and we're in February already, although January was 25 years long. Anyway, I just want to let you know that we have a salon coming up. You may very well have seen this um, on our socials. And if you haven't, why haven't you been looking at us obsessively every single day? Anyway, we have a salon on February the 18th and you are going to need a box of hankies for this one. It is Russell T. Davis and Ruth Coker-Burks. That's who my two guests are. Ruth Coker-Burks is the author of an extraordinary memoir called All the Young Men. Uh, you might have seen her recently on Steph's Packed Lunch or heard her on Radio 5. She's been everywhere talking about her memoir. It is incredible. Basically, in 1986, Ruth is 26 years old. She's in Hot Springs, Arkansas, where her family have been for a couple hundred years. Um, and she is getting on with her life. She's divorced. She's selling real estate. One of her friends gets sick. She goes into the hospital to visit her. And on the visit, she notices a door with red tarpaulin over it and the nurses are standing outside the door doing scissor paper stone and drawing straws because none of them want to go into this room which has trays of food outside it that haven't been taken in and Ruth takes it upon herself to go into this room and there she finds a young boy who has lost so much weight that you can barely tell him from the sheets and he asks for his mum um, and Ruth says, okay, I'll get your mum. And she goes away and she makes a phone call to this woman who says, I haven't got a son. My son is dead. My son died when he turned gay. Those were her words. And so Ruth goes back to tell this boy who is dying that his mum isn't coming. And the boy is so ill that he thinks Ruth is his mum. And she stays with him. She washes him. She talks to him. And he dies. And there's nobody mourning this boy um, apart from her and then she becomes responsible for his body she has to find a place to cremate him nowhere will do that uh, so she ends up getting his ashes and where does she put them well this is where the already incredible story takes another turn Ruth's family because of a complicated feud that I will explain in the salon um, own a big chunk of a graveyard and Ruth has inherited this piece of graveyard 236 plots to be precise um, and it is these plots that she proceeds to give uh, to men and boys like this boy she met in the hospital um, so that they might have a place to rest. I won't tell you any more about the story. It's incredible. I can't wait to meet Ruth and talk to her um, about what she did then and the, how it's affected the rest of her life. Now, Russell T Davis needs very little introduction, but I'm going to give him a quick one anyway. He obviously brought back the dialects and um, gave the world queer as folk. And It's a Sin is the new five-part drama that he has on Channel 4. Now, I don't want to give you any spoilers, right? So, but 
there are no spoilers to say it's about a, a young group of friends, uh, who young group of boys who revolve around this woman called Jill, a remarkable young woman. We should all be more Jill. That's a hashtag. Um, and it's the story of them coming of age, coming out, realising what they want their dreams to be, what their nightmares are. And that nightmare is AIDS, which they approach with all the fear and complexity that I remember from the time that I wrote about in my memoir, Maggie Me. What is it? How do you catch it? Who gets it? How do you avoid it? What are all the moral judgments involved? The people who deserve it, people who don't deserve it. The role of the state, the role of families, boys being abandoned, the absolute horror of going back home and what that comes to represent when home is a place that you've had to run away from. So, it's an incredible five-part series. I think it's already the most watched drama ever on Channel 4. And Russell has been talking lots about it in lots of different places. But I'm really looking forward to, to talking to him about his lived experience of that time and also his experience of writing it and the reception for the show. And I'm really looking forward to Russell and Ruth having the opportunity to talk to each other because I know that they're big fans of one another's work and one another's activism. So... It's going to be an incredible event on February the 18th. You can get tickets for it uh, on Eventbrite. Uh, if you can't join us on February the 18th, don't worry, you can still get a ticket um, and your ticket will work for Salon On Demand afterwards. So um, you can join us anytime you like. And it's on YouTube, so you don't have to worry about being seen um, laughing or crying on Zoom. There's none of that stress. I'm very pleased to say that 10% of the ticket price of this event um, goes to support the work of Terence Higgins Trust. So check out THT. Um, they've been doing a lot of talking to and responding to people since the show It's a Sin came out, which has been you know hugely triggering for a lot of people and also sparking of a really overdue conversation because you know we're in the pandemic now, but for a lot of people, this isn't their first pandemic. So I'm really proud to say that we're supporting Terence Higgins Trust who are doing amazing work uh, destigmatizing HIV and spreading the message that, you know, it is no longer the death sentence it was for some people or that some people felt it was at that time. You can take, you know, one pill a day. They talk about PrEP, effective treatment. They do incredible work and they have done for a really long time. So um, you can support THT and we're going to have a special number that you can text um, so that you can give them even more of your hard-earned cash so that they can keep doing brilliant work. So that's the salon on February the 18th and I wanted you to know about that. Next week, I will be filming from home. Um, so I'm going to have to get changed out of my pyjamas because shelf isolation is back. Yes, BBC Scotland have commissioned another series of the show where I basically zoom into the homes of people I'm interested in and be nosy about the space that they're in and also what they're listening to, what they're watching, what they're reading, what's getting them through uh, lockdown. So it's basically their recommendations for you. Anybody can watch it uh, on BBC iPlayer. The first series had Greg Hempel, Mark Bonner, Denise Mina, Kirsty Wark, Alan Cumming, all kinds of fabulous people. Um, and the second series is going to have in it, ooh, who can I tell you? Well, we've got Lorraine Kelly. Lorraine Kelly is going to be on the show. I'm very excited about that. Alex Norton, Ian Rankin, Douglas Stewart, 
Shuggy Bean. I'm going to be talking to him too. Anyway, so I start recording that from home next week and it starts going out on February the 28th. So set your TV to record. Put a blank tape in the Betamax. For those of you who don't know what that is, I'll let you enjoy that on Google. Um, and set your phasers to stun for February the 28th so you can enjoy self-isolation. I'm really looking forward to hearing what people recommend. It's how I discovered Call My Agent, thanks to Kirsty Work in Series 1. So that's coming back um, and I'm really excited to be doing that, filming that in a COVID-safe way with the brilliant team at IWC and BBC Scotland. So... Uh, we'll check that out on February the 28th. Busy month, February, it's all going on. Um, it is, of course, also LGBTQ plus history month. So we're going to be having loads of stuff on the salon. Polari, which is the queer language, Polari, P-O-L-A-R-I. Uh, Words of the week. We're going to be having bibliotherapy with Ella in the middle of the month, which will, of course, be inclusive in the very broadest sense of the word, as we always try to be at Salon um, and we're sharing all kinds of queer stories. If you check out our Salon exclusive, um, you can hear the poetry of Leslie Storm, um, who is a debut collection all about her experience of being a trans woman. Really powerful, very raw. And so you can check that out on our podcast if you want to listen to it. And I hope that you do. And our independent bookshop of the month this month is, speaking of LGBT History Month, Glad Day in Toronto. I don't know if you've ever been. Uh, it's one of the oldest gay bookshops in the world. I went there when I was on book tour uh, last year. And when I was there, their microwave broke. And they were really stressed about it. Because it's a community bookshop and they haven't got loads of money. And they need to sell food because A, Toronto is cold. People need hot snacks. And B... It's a big part of their income. Anyway, they were sort of stricken by this and I was really touched by their plight. And so I went out with my lovely publicist um, and we went and bought them a microwave <laughs> on my lunch break. We went to the department store, got them a microwave, which did also do grilling, um, and took it back to them. And so now if you ever go to Glad Day, you can have a snack as heated in the Damien Bar Memorial Microwave. Not that I'm gone, not that I need a memorial, but... Um, it is um, something that makes me very happy to think that people are having their hot snacks in Toronto as a result of that piece of kitchen equipment-based activism. I don't know why I needed to tell you that, but anyway, they're our independent bookshop of the month. Um, they're going to be on our website soon, so you can find out more about them there. And in the meantime, you can check out all the other lovely independent bookshops uh, that we profile all across the UK and all around the world. And if you've got an independent bookshop that you like, that you think we should be talking about, please do get in touch with us um, on our socials. Just post us a message or send us something and let us know. So that's it. Um, an overdue Salon News update. Uh, I hope that you are as well as you can be. And I look forward to hearing from you and seeing some of you soon. Take good care. And in the meantime, happy reading. <laughs>